right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Brenton Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. That is Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B, and we are stoked. We're going to be talking to AJ from Overholland. Bird, I know you got history with this gal, man. And I love the fact that, you know, in the world of automotive and TV and, you know, mechanics and wrenching, Man, it's open. It's it's there for the taking. If you're female and you can turn a wrench, dude, you are killing it in this industry, man. It's great to see, right? Yeah, and, it, and it's cool, too, like when you talk about just television and automotive people. Uh, you know, we've both been in the scene for a really long time, and I think it's a little bit different than maybe Hollywood. Maybe AJ can jump in at some point and <laughs> give us some, because she's got so much experience, right? From sure. overhauling to, you know, being a model, being on movies, being in television shows outside of automotive. But in the automotive circle, that seems to be like a core group of like real people and all of the, let's say, famous TV people I've met so far yeah. uh, have been awesome. Like you well, just want to have a beer with them. You know, you just want to yeah, hang yeah. out, talk cars, do stuff. Well, Bird, I don't know if you know this, but me, me and a, and a lot of Victoria's Secret models have a lot in common. Um, like <laughs> you like to wear skimpy underwear too, huh? No, no, we're we're both hungry. <laughs> we're both very hungry. Right. I, I, was, I was just gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say you guys. I mean, you definitely have a lot in common. I mean, it's it's uncanny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Between the high heels, right? The skimpy. <laughs> uh, no, no, just that we're hungry. <laughs> uh, AJ. So good to talk to you, man. It's been a long time since uh, I've gotten to connect with you because, um, you know, if I go way back in my timeline, um, started overhauling, pilot, you know, with Bud Brutzman, with the team. Yeah, OG overhauling days. I mean, that's, it's crazy how long this show has been on and how much it's loved by fans worldwide. I mean, I, I guess we did something right. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy that, you know, we're we're still on. But how many 15 years later? Has it been 15 years? I, I lost track because Overholland came, went away, came back, went away again, came back. So it's kind of like, you know, you just can't get rid of us. I oh, can't get enough of it. You know, I mean, and, and like you said, I mean, it's, well, that's a good thing. it's been a phenomenal show. And I'd argue that, um, you know, it kind of put a huge injection in the arm of automotive TV. Right. It changed the game from. Um, you know, some uh, maybe more boring type car shows, very dry. You mean DIY shows? 
I was trying to slip around that a little bit. But. No, it definitely, I think it's kind of set the bar. I kind of, you know, started this, I don't want to say trend because it's, it's not a trend. I mean, I think, you know, when we started overhauling, um, and you can even, uh, you know, hopefully agree, Kevin, that it was about, we made it about the car and the story and the person we were overhauling. There was not like a particular star of the show. And, and it's, it's just the star of the show was the car for each episode. And there was no drama. There was no yelling or screaming or fabricated, you know, drama that a lot of other shows had. And it was just, you know, here's how we're building a car. It's for this, you know, well-deserving person. You know, I was learning on the job. So I think it was a little something for everybody on the show. And I think that's what a lot of the audience connected with. Well, that and the fact that you're working with one of the you know, the legends in auto design, Chip Foose. You got that guy at the helm. You guys are coming with all kinds of creativity, your own different spin or twist on what the build should should be. But at the same time, when you have a great individual as the leader, a great team and the supporting cast, and a great, you know, subject matter being cars and hot rods and sometimes, you know, junky automobiles, sometimes clean cars, sometimes resto mods, you have all the ingredients to a, a really great show. And, and it really comes off that way. And you feel that, you see that, you witness that all uh, from the seat of your couch, you know, as, as a viewer, you watch that show and you're like, wow, that's cool. Whoa, that's really crazy they did that. Yeah, no, you're right. And Chip, he has this vision that I'll never forget. We, uh, we were doing El Camino, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to change it. I'm going to put the, uh, you know, the front end of a Camaro on this El Camino. And then I was like, wow, he just made this car a whole lot cooler. Because, you know, the El Camino, I, I think it gets a lot of slack because it's, it's kind of like, is it a car? Is it a truck? What the hell is it? But he made it just cool. I mean, I would have never thought to put the front end of a Camaro on an El Camino and it just changed the lines of the car and the stance. And he definitely has a vision. Some of the smallest details can make all the difference. And it's really, really neat to watch. And I have to say, I learned, I've learned so much from him, so much from the A team. I mean, talk about auto shop 101 for me. I have the best of the best teachers. And, you know, I kind of picked up a thing or two along the way. Sure. Didn't you, when you first signed up for that show, you were only supposed to do it for a single episode, right? I was actually only hired to do the pranks because at the time I was still modeling and I was kind of making my segue into acting. I mean, typical model, right? It's like, okay, I'm a model now. Now I'm going to go into commercials and acting. And, you know, I had fun. It was great. And then uh, the first co-host, which is Courtney Hansen, she had left to pursue other opportunities and they were like, okay, we need a new co-host. Hey, can you do it? And I was <laughs> like, whoa, um, I don't think so because I don't know anything about cars and I don't think I'm the right person for this job. And they're like, no, no, you could do it. So I thought about it and I said, okay, I'll take the job, but don't make me pretend like I know about cars because from what I've seen, the automotive world knows who's a fake and who's not. And I'm not about yeah. to get, you know, ripped apart because it's, you know, you know, the automotive industry, I have to say, is one of the nicest industries I've ever worked in, but they definitely know who's a fake and who's not. So I figured, let me take the approach and learn as I go and ask the questions that maybe the wives or the girlfriends or even other guys that want to learn about, you know, how to build a car, you know, watching the show. I, I kind of wanted to be their voice. Um, so I learned along the way, and I'm hoping a lot of the audience 
uh, learned along with me. And it's, it's been great. I mean, I have to say, I definitely love the automotive industry more than the fashion industry. <laughs> well, there's that, that, that realism that I was kind of mentioning earlier. Um, and, and you took the right approach, right? You went in and said, Hey, you know, I like cars. I think I like, you know, this one's pretty, or I like this about this one or whatever, but I'm not an expert and I'm just going to be here to enjoy it like everyone else. And I think everybody appreciates that realism, that honesty, right? Not everybody's mechanic. And I have to say, even 15 years later, I'm still learning. I mean, engine and transmission is a whole nother beast, you know, I would like to tackle and, and learn how it works and, you know, pick it apart, put it back together. You know, it's, it's, it's the constant, I mean, there's so much to learn that, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not even halfway there. So, you know, but it's, it's been great. I mean, I love the opportunity and it's, it, it's kind of like my career kind of took uh, a complete, you know, I want to say what, 360? I mean, I, I never, <laughs> if someone were to tell me, hey, you're going to end up on this automotive show and work on cars and be, you know, get dirty and get in a paint booth, I would have been like, what are you talking about? I have no idea, you know, what, you know, things are. And it's just, it's been such a fun ride. I mean, I honestly, I love it. I mean, I love just being in the shop and not having to worry about having pretty hands and, you know, if I get dirty, I get dirty. And, and, and the best part is I'm always encouraged to eat, which was, you know, the opposite <laughs> of the fashion industry. So I'm like, hey, this is a great job. Right. I get to be dirty and eat. So it's awesome. Uh, I, I got to ask then, what, you know, you, you take all this under, you know, under consideration. What is it that you, you drive on a regular and what is your your favorite car. I think, I think once I Googled you, it, it, I think it was a, a GTO or something back in the day. I don't know if that's still your favorite car, but what do you drive on a regular basis? And do you have a, a favorite car nowadays that you got a little, you know, Tom Turner wrench or understand the mechanism a little bit more? Well, my favorite car is my 1968 Firebird. I mean, that, that was my dream car. Now, you know, after, you know, being on overhauling for like a couple of seasons, People would always ask, what's your favorite car? What's your favorite car? I said, yeah, I don't know. Until we did a 68 Firebird, and it was love at first sight. I can't even explain it. Like, the best way to describe it is, you know when you watch a cartoon, and the cartoon falls in love with something, and they have a little hearts in their eyes? That's what I felt happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens to us all the time. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And I even remember, I, it was a, I believe he was a, a former Marine. He just got back from the Middle East. And he just loved the car. And I went up to him. I said, hey, you know, if you really don't like this car, I will be more than happy to, to, to take it. And he looked at me like I was some crazy chick. But after that episode, I said the 68 Firebird, that is just something about it. And also, too, my dad back in the day had a 68 GTO. So Pontiac kind of runs in my blood. Um, and I actually built that car on a show called Hot Rod TV with year one. Over the course of a little over a year, I would fly back and forth to Brazelton. And, you know, I was hands-on. I was like, you know, this is my car. This is my dream car, my baby. I definitely want to be hands-on. So, you know, I rolled the Dynamat in that car, you know, tested the engine, you know, customized the color. I mean, I was as hands-on as it got. So it's, it's such a great feeling when I drive it to say, hey, wow, I actually helped build my car. See? You get it. You understand what's going on in our, our, our brains here. Like why we're such like maniac car people is kind of once you get that little bug, once you, you know, you get those little hearts that kind of flutter around when you see a cool car you finally like, and then you get one and you put your own little, you know, heart and soul into it. And the next thing you know, 
the hook is sink, you know? It's in there, it's in your gut, and you're, you're a car person. I sent that heart-eyed emoji over several cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a lot more. I was like, okay, what what's next? But man, it's an expensive hobby. Yeah, my budget won't handle as many times as I've fallen in love with a different car. <laughs> That's for sure. Now, hey, we're gonna take a quick break, AJ. So everybody, hang on tight because we're gonna be right back with more AJ from from everything from hot import nights, from from overhauling, from competition ready, and maybe you didn't know Fanta Girl. So let's get some more scoop uh, right after the break. She was even on an episode of House back in the day. I just read that. That's insane. We'll talk more with AJ in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have AJ from Overhauling on the podcast as well. It's an honor to have you on, first and foremost. Cool that you've been in this for so long. When you look at all the shows now that are on TV, and you sit back and you go, wow, I was kind of at the forefront of that big wave. I was, you know, I was one of those people that, you know, you think about Overhauling when that first popped on, there weren't a lot of car TV shows yeah, it was almost kind of like an unheard of concept. It's like, what? Build a complete, you know, redo of a uh, classic car inside and out, top to bottom in seven days. I mean, it's, I mean, even these days, it's still unheard of. And, and the new overhaul, and, you know, we don't do it in seven days. You know, sometimes it's two weeks or three weeks, but even then that's still unheard of. So I think the concept and also the pranks, you know, you got you to gotta mess with the people a little. And, you know, this, this new season of overhaul and, the pranks have definitely been stepped up. I mean, I don't know if you heard or saw, Chris got knocked out. I mean, what? he really pushed this guy's buttons, and the guy came up and just knocked him out. It was pretty insane. Like Tweety Bird, you know, things went black. <laughs> I thought I thought a putty cat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty crazy. We were like, I mean, I was, I don't really do the pranks. You know, that's, that's Chris's thing, and he loves doing it. And Chris, I, ha- I have to say, He's got it down, and he's really awesome at it, but he really put, I mean, he really kind of pushed the guy's buttons, and when he should have backed off, he actually went in for a high five, which he shouldn't have. It's like, okay, you just smashed this guy's windshield of his stingray, and you're going to go high five him, and that's when the guy knocked him out. Yeah, I'd serve a lump, too. Did the guy get fired off the show or booted from the show, or what happened? He get a talking to? No, he felt so bad. He was like, oh, my God. And he's a fan of the show, but <laughs> he just was so caught up in the moment of this wannabe rocker that just smashed his windshield, and um, he felt horrible. And he's, he's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy, but he just – I mean, I would be pissed off, too, if someone just smashed my windshield. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are there, are there specific overhauling shows – that pop into mind when you think craziness, madness, what a cool car when it was finished, what an unbelievable task it was to complete this job. What are some of your highlights from all the years you've been a part of it? Oh, well, I would say another episode that stands out is when Chip and I traded places. 
And he became the co-host for an episode, and I became the lead designer. And I uh, got to design and build a 63 Mercury Comet. Um, Chris had done his, uh, I think, the week before mine, and he had the easiest car. I mean, not even a speck of rust. It was the cleanest car. I mean, it was smooth sailing. So I was like, all right, I'm ready for mine. Yeah, I'm ready for the 63 Comet. It was the worst car in overhaul in history to the point where we nicknamed it Franken car because it was so rusted. I had so much Bondo to the point where I thought, oh my God, this is going to be the worst build. And how am I going to do this? Um, and at the time too, I was still kind of trying to prove to the audience, Hey, I, I belong here. I'm, I'm learning as I, you know, as I'm going. And because, you know, of course you're going to have, some people, you know, they were saying, oh, you don't belong there. You just should do beauty pageants or go do a soap opera. You know, you're just a dumb model. I mean, I got every comment known to man, but I was determined to to get this car done. And, you know, of course, with the guidance of Chip and everything I learned, I got it done. And to me, the turning point on overhaul, and I would say even in my automotive career was when Chip and the A-team presented me with this uh, plate that said AJ Designs. And huh. that was the only time on overhaul where I cried because it had meant so much to me. I put my heart and soul into that car. It was the worst car we've ever had. And it was almost kind of like my final exam. Like, okay, let's see how much this girl has learned. And, you know, and I feel like I got my final, my stamp of approval, not just from Chip and the 18, but from the audience as well. And that honestly was a huge turning point for me. And between the paint, I mean, like I said, I put my heart and soul into this because to me, this was kind of like taking the bar equivalent to the bar exam. Like, okay, this, this is it. This, this, make it or break it for me. If I don't, if I don't pull this off, then I'm off the show and, and the automotive world is going to say, get the hell out. We told you so. So I was definitely motivated to really you know, make this work. And Chip did a great job as a co-host too. So it was a win-win for both of us. For anybody that wants to see it, it's Overhaul in Season 4, Episode 6. I found my home. This this is it. Like, it, it just, um, I'm glad it worked out. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. Guys, when we come back, we're going to finish this out with AJ. Hey, stick around. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And we are talking to AJ from Overhaul. You know, it's funny, AJ, when I transitioned from modeling to, to the car yeah. world, uh, it, was, it wasn't it was as difficult for me. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, when you look at all the insane builds and all the things that you have learned with all the assets that you're surrounded by, where do you think you would be if you never... You know, if you never went down that path, would would cars be a player in your world today? Would or would it still be modeling or, or something else like that? Yeah, I would definitely still be in the industry because that's honestly all I really know. I mean, I didn't go to college because um, my parents just couldn't afford to send me to college, and I'm just not a big believer in huge student loans. I'd probably still be paying them off today. Um, and, um, you know, I honestly, I actually wanted to join the military, um, because I wanted to travel and see the world. I, I figured that was kind of my only way out, um, of where I grew up. I mean, I grew up outside of LA, but you know, where I grew up, everyone was kind of marrying their childhood or their high school sweethearts and, and having a family. And I thought, Oh gosh, I, I'm not ready to marry any of these guys. And I wasn't ready to have kids. So I was like, I want, there's a big world out there. So 
modeling kind of came by accident. Yeah. You know, I was about to join the Air Force and a modeling scout saw me in the supermarket in the cheese section. And he's like, hey, you know, we have this local modeling contest. Do you want to join? And I was like, well, I'm going to join the military, but I guess. Scam. Um, and I ended up getting third place and like 300 bucks. And I thought, wow, this is a lot of money. I was 17 at the time, you know, about to turn 18. I thought, God, this is, this is great money. So I kind of did that circuit. And, it, and I ended up signing with a Los Angeles-based um, modeling agency and, um, Ended up traveling and seeing the world. And I remember the recruiter called and said, hey, everybody come, you know, come in and sign the paperwork. And I said, well, you know, kind of a change of plans. I think I'm going to model instead. And they, it was kind of silence on the phone. But he, he was very nice. He goes, you know what? You have my number. If anything changes, give me a call. Um, but I would, I mean, I know I kind of sidetracked, but I would probably be doing maybe some scripted work, uh, which I have been doing. I kind of went back to that. Maybe I would love to do film. Um, so I think I would be in the industry still one way or another, probably not modeling because I officially retired from that a while ago after I had my son, because I just, I just, just don't want to be skinny anymore. <laughs> I was like, you know, it took me a while to lose the baby weight. I gained almost 50 pounds. So I remember my modeling agents would be, you know, they would say, Hey, come on in. We want to see you and the baby. And I thought, no way. They only want to see me because they want to know if I've lost all this weight. And, um, I just, I purposely didn't lose the weight for a long time because I just didn't want to go back to it, you know? And also I had a hard time losing the weight too. So, well, and we all love a good cheeseburger and you know, dessert. So nobody can fault you on that. I mean, <laughs> come on, get back in the real world where, you know, I went hog wild. I was like, wow, I'm just going to eat everything I wasn't allowed to eat. And like almost 50 pounds later, but you know, it was all good. I mean, it's, I had a great run in the modeling industry and, um, it was time and you know, it's, it's just crazy how everything uh, kind of worked out. I'm just grateful that even after I had my son, I was able to be a stay-at-home mom and then go back to Overholland um, and even bring him with me on set. And I still bring him with me on set. He loves it. Um, so I, I think he's, he's catching the car bug, even though he told me, he's like, Mama, I think I like the Shelby Cobra. I'm like, well, what about Pontiac? If you want my Firebird, you got to love Pontiac. <laughs> so, uh, no, but he's great. He's such a good kid. And um, it's, it's fun to to bring him around and he loved hanging with Chip and Chip's son Brock and it's kind of, you know, it's like a family, um, like a family affair. Yeah. Well, I got a question for you. Being, being in that family and around all these incredible builders and, and this car world, you've had to take some serious joy rides. So what's the coolest, most radical ride? What's the fastest you've ever been? What's the craziest car you've ever got to drive or sit shotgun in while somebody else you know, threw it down a track or over a course or anything like that. You've had to have some insane experiences like that. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's honestly so many, but the one uh, time that I actually loved being on the track was with, uh, I got to drift with Samuel Huguenet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we filmed for a special for CBS sports and I got to travel all over the United States to different tracks around, uh, around the country. And, uh, we were in, I want to say, was it Louisiana? I remember Louisiana because the bugs were insanely big. Um, and I got to drift with Samuel, and it was so amazing and scary at the same time. And I didn't realize how much went on inside, you know, in this, like, cockpit-like, yeah. you know, 
you know, uh, car, and he was so calm. He was having conversation with me as we're drifting 80 miles per hour, like inches from the wall. And I'm like, can you just focus on the, you know, where you're going? I mean, he was so like, so Adrian, you know, what do you think? Is this fun? I'm like, oh my God. But it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I got to rock crawl, which I'm not a big fan of. It's funny because rock crawling, oh, I love it. you go like three miles an hour. Drifting, we're going like 80 miles an hour. But I, I felt safer with Daniel. I thought with rock crawling, I was going to flip over and, and it was going to crush me. It was just such a diff. I mean, but it was great to experience different types of racing from rally racing to drifting to rock crawling. It, you know, it, it was, I mean, it's been great. A lot of fun, a lot of fun times. Hey, AJ, I just want to tell you thanks for everything that you've contributed to the entire world in the automotive industry and the TV side of it and all those aspects. you always great to share a laugh with. Uh, you educate people. You bring some energy and enthusiasm to the show. We appreciate your time and talking to us on the podcast. Wish you nothing but the best in all you do and all you pursue. Uh, and just keep up the great work, okay? Thank you. And also, too, just really quick, I don't know if you guys – Got my garage calendar, um, but it's available now. It's a, a 2020 garage calendar. It's oversized, perfect for the shop. You can go to ajcalendars.com or go to any of my social media pages uh, to order it. And um, it's a, it's a just like overhauling came back. I decided to bring back an oversized, just cool garage calendar with cool cars. I would say it's wife and girlfriend friendly. I'm not in a bikini or thong bending over a car. You know, it's it's. PG, and it's just me with a bunch of cool cars. Oh, darn, my calendar, I'm in a bikini. Yeah, the, the song, yeah. <laughs> 2020 is off to a great start, so I hope it's just going to be a great year and new decade for everyone. So I wish everybody an amazing new year and happy new decade. There you go, man. AJ, an honor to have you on our Two Guys Garage podcast. And again, you guys grab the calendar. Uh, and don't forget, Two Guys Garage, our show on weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Grab yourself episodes. And they're also now available on streaming at Motor Trend On Demand. Again, thanks for our guest, AJ. My man, Kevin Bird. I will be our producer, Scoop. Our executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us on social. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a copyright 2019 Brenton Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. All right, speaking of reserved, just reserve my ajcalendar.com. We'll see you on the next Two Guys Garage Podcast. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Brenton Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.